Hi, this is Bill Arnold. Missed a show or need me talking to help you sleep tonight? I have several solutions to that situation. Here are the podcasts from the show. You are the best for listening and supporting Faith Radio. Welcome to Afternoons with me. I'm Bill Arnold. I hope your weekend was good. I love Mondays. I can't wait to get the week started. Got a great show for you lined up today. I want to start out of Psalm 91, though, to get things started. In verse 9, it says, If you say the Lord is my refuge, and you make the most high your dwelling, no harm will overtake you. No disaster will come near your tent. I love uh, the confidence we have in the promises of, of God and always going to God's Word. It's going to be uh, really fun to uh, be with you today and bring on Patrick, who is my friend and colleague from the great state of Iowa. He's one of the guys, uh, one of the few friends I have that can eat watermelon and not have it run down his chin. Patrick, welcome. <laughs> That's, well, I eat it upside down. <laughs> Runs in your eyes. Yeah. So how was yeah, Father's Day? It was it nice? Well, no one got hurt, as Good. you know. That's so often my my criteria for things. Oh, yeah, it was fine. You know, in in it it kind of started in the the typical fashion. We did we had Mother's Day, and and I asked my wife, you know, it's your day. What do you, what do you want to do? And she said, you know, nothing. I just I just want to you know be at home, enjoy the day with my family, and uh, lay around if that's what I feel like doing. So when they asked me. You know what I wanted to do? I said I, I nothing. I kind of wanted to lay around and just be with my family, and that was apparently unacceptable. No, <laughs> <So, laughs> you can't do that. It's Father's Day. I said, well, you did it for Mother's Day. Well, that's different. And the no, so uh, next thing you know, I found myself in the garden. I don't know how it happened. Eating at a restaurant that I didn't enjoy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, you have to go out to eat. Doing it all Ooh, for Dad. No, we have. Yeah, it's like we're it's Father's Day. You have to go out to eat. Like, okay, well, we're going to go to this pizza place. I'm not really in the mood for pizza, and so we get there. I said, "Well, I'll just have the pizza." No, 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 you can't have the pizza. You have to have the salmon. So, <laughs> my, my whole day was like was like that. Is everybody was so determined that I had a good time and celebrate Father's Day. I would have been perfectly happy to do absolutely nothing. They just kept dragging me places. No, 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 you have to go do this. Yeah, so. you can't eat pizza at the pizza pizza restaurant. You gotta. You got to go special. Get the salmon. Get the salmon. I, you know, I go. I, I. I don't think the pizza place is known for their for their salmon. And uh, so my mother in law was there, and she said, oh, I, "I've had their salmon. It's very good." And I had it, and they asked me how it was. I said, "It's very bland. It's <laughs> it tastes like pizza. It's, <laughs> you know, it could use more teriyaki sauce. I guess I'm not sure what they put on it, but yeah, it's kind of the type of salmon I'd expect from a pizza joint." Yeah, so, was it crowded? Was there a uh, business on Father's Day at this pizza restaurant you you speak of? Yes, it was. Uh, it was it was quite busy, and uh, it was a beautiful night out. We had a little sprinkling of rain that kind of cooled it off a bit, and so that was nice. And it, it it was you know one of these very you know happening places. Uh, I, I guess I don't know what a happening place is anymore, but you know it, it, to be on the wait staff, I think you had to have tattoos. Mm-hmm. And I finally I got inspiration because at my age, I, you know, I don't have any tattoos, but I think I figured out one to get um, because you're supposed to also avoid getting too much sun because skin cancer risk. And I thought I'm going to get a whole body 
suntan tattoo. I call it the tan too. I think it's <laughs> people say, do you have a tattoo? I guess I'm everywhere. I'm covered. <laughs> then I can look tan, but I don't have to lay out in the sun. What do you think? Good idea. I think, I think it's a great idea. I, I'm encouraged that restaurants are opening and, and people are getting back to their, their normal way of doing life, which is encouraging. I did read that American Airlines are canceling up 60 flights a day, which turns out is only 1% of their schedule. Uh, but many pilots, oh they need retraining brush-up, which I guess I'm okay with. You know, the last thing you want to hear coming on the flight deck is the captain going, whoa, 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 all these dials and gauges. You don't want him confused. <laughs> no, you know what I'm saying? Does anybody know what this one does? This one over here. <laughs> exactly. I think it says attitude. Oh, altitude. Yeah. Yes. Well. Yeah. Yeah, that's, they're having to retrain pilots. Yeah, a little I, brush up. Not a bad idea. They've been off for a while. I mean, the ones that were furloughed. I guess FAA says you got to be retrained and, and you got to go through some course. So over the course, I think of the next uh, couple of months, they'll all be back and American Airlines will not have to cancel flights anymore. Yeah, I mean, there's there's very there's a, a handful of professions that you'd say, I don't want to hear the words, I'm a little bit rusty. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think pilot is one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, your heart surgeon, you don't want to hear the, it's been a while. Right. Hang on a sec. And you don't you want know. your dentist in the other room Googling how to do a procedure. <laughs> no, not at all. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to say, hey, Siri, <laughs> can you, how do you do a root canal again? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So but, I wonder uh, if they're going to start eliminating a lot of, I know the, the mask mandate is pretty much gone across the country, uh, but I wonder what next is going to happen. Are they going to remove some of the plexiglass? Have you seen that disappear? I, I, there was a study out that said the plexiglass didn't do much. Uh, it didn't. I, I think it belongs in the salad bar. I think it does do something there. That's a sneeze bar. That's that's worth having. That's the yeah the sneeze guard. Yeah, the sneeze guard. Uh, the plexiglass has disappeared almost uh, everywhere here in Iowa. Okay. So uh, and I, well, here's what I appreciate about that because you're always you know told you got to follow the science, follow the science, and then sometimes the new science comes out that you know, often will contradict the old science. You and I have been around long enough to how many cycles of caffeine is good, caffeine is bad have we been through? A lot. Uh, quite a few. Butter's good, butter's bad. I mean, remember... Eggs are good, eggs uh, are bad. Yep. Yeah. Remember when they came up with margarine and then they had the commercials, they said it's not nice to fool Mother Nature with the, the fake butter. Right. She was very upset and she created storms and things. And then it turns out it's true that it wasn't nice to fool Mother Nature, that <laughs> butter was actually better for you. <laughs> so it's like, hey, you know, those commercials were accurate. So I, I like to see that people go, you know what, if they say they aren't necessary, I think I was telling you or I texted you that a, play, a club I used to run out in Hollywood, you know, they finally reopened. And there's no real, there's no mask mandate in California anymore. It's, it's lifted. And so a member of this club went and was very upset because there were a lot of people walking around without masks. And he said, I brought two people that are very paranoid about catching COVID and they're immune compromised. And I thought to myself, why are they going out? I mean, isn't that's, those are the people that maybe says, if you're afraid, you should stay home. That's, that's the time to stay yeah. home. Why are you bringing them to a small club with 300 people at it? Yeah. And, you know, if you're upset that the state has lifted all these mandates and places are saying the science says that we don't need the masks anymore. Well, I don't know if your complaint is with the other people that have chosen to follow that. Uh, so I never know which science we're supposed to follow. Mm -hmm. 
on one hand, people are saying, and I see this a lot of time on the social medias where people are saying, well, if somebody still wants to wear a mask, please cut them some slack. And I say, of course. Yeah. I, I've seen people wear masks long before we had COVID. Uh, I spent a lot of time in Japan and people sometimes in cold and flu season will wear masks. You say, well, they, they have the reasons for it. But um, I never questioned it. And I'm thinking, well, where was that slack for, you know, if you saw somebody without a mask, say, eight, nine months ago, you don't know their situation. Mm -hmm. and isn't that true about so many things in life? We don't know what somebody has recently gone through. Uh, you know, uh, have you ever had the, you know, the, the server in a restaurant who uh, didn't wasn't giving particularly good service, and maybe you find out that they had something horrible happen that day? We yeah. don't know. Yeah, we don't. We don't. Yep. It's always good to cut people a little bit of slack. I was listening to the music side of KTIS today, this morning, and Keith Stevens, who's the host, was talking to his son, and they were in the car, and he said uh, to his son when... Um, when there was this traffic and you were concerned and he said, it's okay just to slow down because you never know what kind of day a person in the car ahead of you might be having or behind you. I thought yeah, that's a good, good reminder. Just never know. Yeah. You never, not only that, but, uh, you know, you, you could, you could come to find out later that, uh, you avoided something horrific. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, we play that scenario in our heads all the time. <laughs> oh my gosh, are we just terrible? We're always. It's uh, you know, if uh, if you get on a flight, you say, "What if I was supposed to miss that flight?" Wait a minute. <laughs> what if that was the one I was supposed to miss? Yeah. And that the guy that didn't make it on, and I took his seat, he's going to say, "Well, it worked out really great for me that I missed the flight that day." Yeah. Yeah. Let, you can. Let's not expose our paranoia on the air, okay? A little late for let's that. Let's keep yeah. that private. So now the. Buffalo Bills, they have reversed their decision uh, on only letting vaccinated people into the stadium, so they've already relaxed that. I don't know if that's a, a, if that's a science decision or just a decision that says we really can't control the lives of people that choose not to get vaccinated. Uh, yeah, I think um, the uh, there was another sports team that um, was uh, saying vaccinated, and then they were excluding some vaccines. Uh, for, uh, I'll have to look that up to remember which sports team it was, or maybe maybe one of the listeners had seen the story too. But they said, yeah, if you've had the Pfizer or the Moderna, uh, and my mother-in-law keeps calling it the Madonna vaccine, which I don't, <laughs> I don't know if that is as effective. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but now I've kind of say I, I say Madonna all the time, the Madonna one. Yeah. Uh, but I think they weren't allowing the. He was might have been the Johnson and Johnson, or they said, you know, you had not only did you have to have a vaccine to come to this sports arena, but you had to have one of these two. Mm. And I thought, my goodness, how crazy are we going to get about that? You know, how how did a vaccine pass muster and be allowed to be uh, distributed if it wasn't good enough to allow you to go out and live your life? So I'm glad the Buffalo Bills reversed that. I, you know, it's um, I, I don't know if we're I read something recently that said, you know, we've been at herd immunity for a long time. Um, we don't seem to be doing the, you know, the numbers anymore, talking about, you know, how many new cases of COVID. It, it seems to certainly be going away. So, I, yeah. Did, was it fan pushback that uh, changed that? I don't know if it was or not. Ryan might know. Ryan, do you know? Ryan's a sports junkie. I wish I knew. I, I actually did not know that new information that they took that away initially because I know they did that and they had some pushback originally. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So maybe we can Google it during the break, and we'll go to break right now. Patrick Allen is, is my guest as we get our Monday started a little on the light side, which I appreciate. We'll be right back. I could while away the hours, conferring with the flowers, consulting with the rain. And my head, I'd be scratching while my thoughts were busy hatching if I only had a brain. I'm back with Patrick Albanese, my friend and colleague from the great state of Iowa. Uh, well, so Ryan did his homework during the break, and I guess there's such a low number of cases that they decided just to allow unvaccinated people into the stadium in Buffalo. So there you go. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, the vaccine, who did, it protects the person who got vaccinated, right? Yeah, something like that. So I, I, that's the, the story I was told. That's why they've been sticking needles in my arm my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, so I want to... Uh, Go back and talk about your 48-hour rule on talking about things because there was an incident that I think happened in Florida on Sunday at a parade where, unfortunately, a car uh, took the life of a person and injured another. And I believe it was the mayor in Florida that got quite upset and made some pretty radical claims right away, only finding out that none of it was true. Yeah, he, he uh, uh, I mean, he almost injured people getting to that microphone to blame the governor. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, there was, there was almost another accident. And uh, to say that this is, you know, he called it a terrorist attack. Um, yes, intentional. And um, I can't remember what other word he used, but it was very intentional, according to him. And it was really just a terrible accident by a 78-year-old guy. Yeah who kind of lunged forward yeah. in his car. It was really an accident. He was part of it, the group there, and everyone else was defending him, saying he had, you know, no intention of hurting anybody. It was an accident. Yeah, it was at a, it was the Florida Pride Parade, mm-hmm. and so a car veered out of control, ran into a couple of the singers from the choir uh, and killed one of them. And, uh, yeah, the mayor got to the microphone and blamed the governor and said, you know, this is his fault and this environment that we live in and, the, uh, you know, the, the, the hate and the terrorist attack. And it was another member of the choir that lost control of a mm-hmm. vehicle. And, I mean, even, you know, to their credit, uh, the, it was, it, they were all part of the gay men's choir and as well as the driver. And the choir themselves were the first ones to step forward and say, no, 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 no. This was not a terrorist attack. This was just a tragic, tragic accident with one of, you know, one of our members uh, accidentally ran over some other ones. He lost control of the vehicle. Uh, you know, they, there's no info on how that happened. But uh, at least to their credit, they, you know, they were, they didn't have to walk back a misstatement. Although, as I understand it, the mayor never went forward and apologized and said, boy, was I wrong. Imagine right. how far that could go these days. Oh, I think it could go a long ways. I mean, I love your rule of not seeing anything for 48 hours just to see what facts come forward. That's very helpful when we're telling yeah. we're telling stories and sharing news. I would settle for 24 hours. If we could wait 24 hours, so much information comes out so quickly these days that, uh, you know, somebody 
whether the intentions are good or not. Sometimes they're nefarious intentions. Goes out with a storyline, you know, the old saying, the, you know, the lie gets halfway around the world before the truth gets a chance to put on its shoes. Mm -hmm. And uh, they know that either they don't have to ever walk it back or that the lie will sometimes stick. There are, are, are things that we believe that, you know, somebody might have said or did that was a prominent person and the lie got set. And sometimes it's impossible to to erase it. It's it's the I think it, I can't remember who it was that had that analogy of, you know, like if you go out and you say rumors about somebody, it's it's the equivalent of opening up a feather pillow, tossing all the feathers out, and then saying, now go collect them all. Mm -hmm. You know, throw you'll never get them all. You'll never get them all. Some of them are just going to blow away, and they're going to set and root, and that will always be the truth for some people. The thing that they heard. You know, it's uh, and it's sad if we could all just wait a, a couple a couple hours, one day, and say, wait till there's more information. Mm -hmm. I, I, why is that so bad? I don't know. I think we'd be better off if we did that. Yeah, it's uh, you know, it, it helps sometimes when I see these stories. I, I I do follow my own rule for for the most part because I'll sometimes catch myself getting a little bit agitated when I buy the. Uh, the, the first I uh, thoughts put forward that somebody says this terrible thing happened and it's because of this. And, you know, I don't know if it's because there are some things I want to believe or if it's just such a convincing story that they're telling, then I have to actually remind myself, it's like, oh, look at you getting worked up. Maybe the, the idea behind that news story was to get people worked up. Mm -hmm. Let's wait for the truth. Let's wait for more facts. Mm -hmm. Stay calm. Yeah. So I was studying a little Old Testament this weekend, and I saw the, the name Ben-Hadad, and I thought, that must be a person. And the more I studied it, the more I realized it's it's not a person, it's a title. It's a title much like pharaoh or president. So the term can refer to different individuals at different times. And so there there's very interesting when you realize that there were... Um, three Ben-Hadads who ruled in Damascus. There was Ben-Hadad one, and then his uh, son or grandson, Ben-Hadad Hadad two, and then another unrelated Ben-Hadad, the son of the man who assassinated Ben-Hadad the second. That seems very confusing, doesn't it? This is why I think people have difficulty with Old Testament, because you see names that you go, I don't know if I understand this dynasty or or who this person is. And then you see names that you you, you go, there was Bipsy, king of Nimza, brother of Jimmy Poltater Tide. And you go, no, okay, you made that up. That's made that. up. <laughs> Bipsy? Bipsy, yeah, I mean, so you start to hear these names and you go, is that really in the Bible or is that made up? And then I think of Ben Hadad, uh, the unrelated Ben Hadad, the son of the man who assassinated Ben Hadad II. And how would you like an unrelated Patrick Albanese killing Patrick Albanese the second? Just be weird, wouldn't it? Yeah, I and 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 I, it would make me very nervous for anybody with my name. You know, there's a club of people with my name. I, there was a, like a small Facebook group of looking for anybody named Patrick Albanese. And <laughs> I, I joined it, and then I said, "Why did I join this group? I don't I don't know these guys. <laughs> what do I have in common with them? <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Nothing. Yeah, the same. Game. I hope you dropped out. I did. I, well, I, you know, I, I can't, you know, because of the meetings, 
Uh, I'm honorary president. But uh, <laughs> Ben Haydad, did he collect? Did he? Do you get that's the a name? title? Do you, do you you assume the title because he assassinated? Well, Ben Haydad means son of Haydad. Haydad was the god of storm and thunder, and it was common in that history at that period of time that kings were seen as sons of the primary god of the region. So. I just thought it was interesting because I thought every time I saw Ben Haydad, I thought of that as a person and you do more studying, which I love studying the Bible and you realize it is a, it's a title like Pharaoh or president. So I, yeah. I try to learn I mean, something new every day. There's a handful of names in the Bible and I, and maybe, you know, that's how you got to be an apostle. It's like, okay, that's a pretty normal name. You, you're in. <laughs> <laughs> and I have Timothy, all these, huh? Yeah. Well, yeah like, like oh, of that. Sean. Yeah. You're in. Yeah, because these other guys, I can't, I can't, I can't do roll call with all these names. <laughs> no, it's, uh, I mean, it's funny because, uh, you know, a lot of our names, with some biblical names or saint names that just kind of got passed down for generation after generation after generation. But, you know, for the most part, ours, our names are kind of unusual. They're regional. I mean, uh, you know, my last name is an Italian last name. Uh, as you know, I'm half Irish and half Italian, as as are my siblings. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that's a surprise. It's a, but I'll let it's you. It's a coincidence. Yeah, a coincidence. Yeah, but uh, you know, maybe you know, uh, a, a thousand years from now, people will look back at these names and say, "What kind of a name is Patrick? What <laughs> what what does that mean? You believe what they, does that even mean? Parents called their kids Patrick. Can you believe that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because then, you know, by then, Patrick will mean something entirely different. It's like, that's the chair. That's a chair. <laughs> we call a chair. How many Patricks that's were there Patrick. in your uh, grade school class? I was the only one okay. in my grade school class. All right, four uh, bills yeah. in my class of 33 students. Half of them were girls, so four bills out of 16. Wow. Yeah. Well, see, you know, so I was the sixth of our eight children to go through the Catholic grade school. And, uh, you know, day one was always pretty similar is the teacher would say, ah, in Albany's. <laughs> <laughs> and then it was almost like I was just waiting to be pulled aside for the question. Are you a good Albany's or a bad Albany's? <laughs> so you never knew. Now, uh, fortunately, my sister that was the one year ahead of me was extremely bright. So she set expectations, of course, with the teachers that hopefully you're as smart as her, which was not the case. But uh, she was a good student, and the two prior to that were a little bit in the troublemaker side. So uh, we were we were trying to clear the path for the other two to come through, because my poor little sister, she had to deal with it all. You know, we, we get Sister Maria Ann and said, I've had eight of you. <laughs> <laughs> please, yeah. please go easy on me. <laughs> yeah. All right, that's all the time we have. Have a great rest of the day, and thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having me on. Of course. Look forward to it. Patrick Albanese has been my guest. We're going to take a little break. When we come back, the Monday afternoon mix will take place. Pastor David Miles is in studio, opening his good word, his Bible. He's got his computer up, taking some notes. He's ready to go. We'll be right back.
Time for the Monday Afternoon Mix. Pastor David Miles is in studio. He is adjunct professor here at the University of Northwestern and also pastor at New Hope Church in New Hope, Minnesota. Always a delight to have him in the house. David, welcome. Hello, Bill. Hello, Ryan. How are we doing? How's Father's uh, Day? Oh, now we got a Pam. Uh, well, now we got a Pam. Don't <laughs> invite him into the conversation. <laughs> What's a Pam? Well, well, I can now, now he's want money. Oh, so See, you and know. you cost me. Oh, really? Yeah, was there, that comes right out of my pocket. Was there a wager I didn't know about? <laughs> we had a prior agreement, and now it's broken. So, yeah, it's yeah. broken. There, there that that yeah. he wouldn't say anything, or that you know. I'm just going to be here sulking. Yeah, see, I just messed that up, you know. That's all, right. That's all right. See, we like to keep it real here on the Monday afternoon mix. We do. We do like keep it real. God uses like really imperfect people like me. Yeah, you know that I you know kind of jacked that whole thing up. So. And Rosie's got the day off. She's I know. She's taking a well-deserved vacation day today. So is that what we do to her? Like, yeah, she's just, <laughs> yeah. She's like, I can't do this. Yeah. Anymore. Some things only come out by prayer and fasting. That's true. So, so happy belated Father's Day as a dad of your three kids, don't you? Four, four. Yeah, three boys. When did and I lose girl. count? Um, you have two boys, two girls, right? No, three boys, three girls. Yeah, that's where so, I lost count. Boy, boy, girl, boy. Okay, know? and one who's uh, a graduating senior. And, and how did they fuss over you yesterday? Um, you know, it was pretty, pretty cool. My daughter was like, you know, making breakfast for me and, you know, what you make? she like wanted to, she just kind of asked me what I felt like. And I felt like kind of breaking the rules on some diet <laughs> stuff. And so I was like, I was like craving like, you know, blueberry bagel with blueberry cream cheese. And nice. She made me like a Nespresso type of thing. And yeah. Lovely. So, so that was good. And uh, part of the family was traveling yesterday. So that was cool for a senior trip. And but yeah, it was really, really sweet. And then, you know, broke down later and had some, you know, thin crust pizza. Nice. Yes. That was good. It's all working for dad. That was working for dad, yeah. like in a big way, you know. <laughs> so, so I was loving that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, one neat thing, Bill, uh, was sending out text messages to just a number of guys uh, just to tell them Happy Father's Day and uh, just include like a real fun note with it. Um, you know, to the line to the line of uh, Happy Father's Day. What a ho- what a honor, high and holy calling to be fathers, spiritual fathers, mentors, granddads, papas, and dads. Yeah, beautiful. You know? And for just like some really neat feedback um, from some of the guys uh, on that, um, because there there are people uh, that I know, maybe you know as well, who who recently have lost fathers. This spring and this winter, so that's kind of one of those, one of those first Father's Day um, without them, and so some pretty tough. Time. Yeah, pretty tough. You know, they say time heals all wounds. I'm not entirely sure about that. Time dim- time diminishes some feelings, but I think your heart always longs for that loved one. Oh you know? yeah. And years later, you think well, if Dad was alive today, they'd be enjoying grandkids, and you know so. Th- the, the time helps a little bit, not really. Yeah, you know, um, and it, it comes in waves in different times. Last week I was doing a, uh, we have an all-staff devotional that we do on Wednesdays and was doing uh, the end of a four-part series, you know, the power of identity, power of empathy, power of congruency, and the power of eternity. 
And on Sunday, on Saturday, uh, was my mom's, would have been her 86th birthday, and she was born on Juneteenth Day. Um, and that's where I learned about it early before it became this, you know, symbolic holiday. Um, but one of the things was, you know, you'd think time uh, would help with that since, you know, November 26, uh, 2017, when my mom went home. But no, as I was closing um, my message, I, I, I shared the PowerPoint that we played at our homegoing service. And there's this wonderful song called Homeland by Gregory O'Quinn and Joyful Noise. And it's this, this whole thing about homeland. It is the homeland of the soul. And, and so I played her, her, um, I played her um, PowerPoint, and I also included for some of our staff who had recently lost moms, dads, daughters, uh, one of the one of the very celebratory ending slides that and but I was there just sitting there you know blubbly you know crying <laughs> mess yeah and and really thought that I'd be over because you know I'd watched the video made some edits right. and stuff but every time I watched it I sat there and just in tears because mm-hmm. you know but I'm happy for her super super happy mm-hmm. for the party that she's having in the presence of Jesus yeah in the presence of Jesus and. Um, you know, one of our our our, our children's uh, director in student ministries, a uh, uh, mother daughter, um, their husband Reed Soderstrom, Sod Soderstrom from Malacca, Minnesota. Name. He was a phenomenal coach. They named the the gym for him up there. Incredible man of God, uh, and he went home to be with the Lord um, here. You know, last week, and I mean, it was a short thing. Found a bump, and then, you know, it was cancer. And went home to be with the Lord, but it was so sweet listening, you know, listening to the grandkids and listening to the daughter and the son saying, you know, he was my best friend, and he loved God, and he 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 prepared us well for his home going, and it wasn't like, hey, you know, left me a boat cabin for mm-hmm. one, but it was like the spiritual heritage. And, and the depth of love that they had, it it was it was super sweet, guys. Reminds me of a C.S. Lewis quote that I quote every six months because I think I should, and that is, uh, "What isn't eternal is eternally out of date." Ooh, say that again. What That's isn't, good. What isn't eternal is eternally out of date. Not that it's not enjoyable to chat about a game. Ryan and I talk about sports, and it's fun to say what happened last night at the game, but. That's not eternal, so I don't spend a lot of time there. Yeah. Bill, you know what? I like that so good. Would you just a third time, you know, one for the Father, one for the Son, one for the Holy Spirit? (laughs) It's a C.S. Lewis line, and he said, what isn't eternal is eternally out of date. So, I mean, that's why I bring it up, because it hit you the way it usually hits other people it's profound that's the way lewis wrote and spoke well it's it's sweet because you know um you know i have i have my phone here that's made by one manufacturer and it's you know it's it's whatever number version and i've always loved the fact that there's not a jesus 2.0 there's just jesus there's there's not a new model Mm -hmm. i mean like jesus is jesus and and being eternal as you said you know they're they're there's, it, it just, it lasts. And even the word last is time bound. So just how mind blowing, um, 
eternity is. So, Sometimes when I see old black and white photos, and I, I love old photos, I, I think they're, they tell such vivid stories of a time, and you go look and you go, look at here's a bunch of people down at uh, a lake in 1906, and you go, well, they're all gone right now. I don't mean to be kind of on the dark side, but they're all gone. They're all gone. They're all in eternity. Yeah. They're either with the Lord or they're not. And whatever they experienced in life, whatever they accomplished, whatever they did, way to go, but none of it really matters at this point. Well, I think this, that's why it's like really critical. One of the verses that I love is um, Acts thirteen thirty six, And when David had accomplished God's purposes in his generation, then he fell asleep. And, and the point of our life of accomplishing God's purposes, you know, in our generation, because we all, uh, Hebrews 9.27, it's appointed once for a man to die and stand for judgment. You know, there's a one-for-one correlation. You are born, you will die. And so, so it's, 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 what what are we what are we what are we living for? What are we planning for? And it, it makes me think of a quote that I also love from Dr. Robert Coleman, uh, from his book Master Plan of Evangelism. And he asked this question. He said, "We must decide where we want our ministry and life to count in the momentary applause of popular recognition." or in the reproduction of our lives in a few chosen people who will carry on our work after we have gone. Really, it is a question of which generation we're living for. I like that. Yeah. Citizens of another kingdom. Keep our eyes focused on on heaven. Yeah, citizenship in heaven. Mm-hmm. You know, First Peter stored up, unfading, undefiled, uh, no one's breaking in. I mean, you know, no no uh, home security need for that bad boy because uh, you're not breaking in and it's stored up and it's an inheritance that's been been given to us. And, and Bill, that's one of the things, like even as you talk about looking at these old pictures, I mean, that, that I, I could not or I wouldn't want to, like pastor, and I, I said this the other day to someone, if I had to sit there and say, hey, well, you know, we're just going to have to ch- throw dice and, okay, well, yeah, maybe, maybe they made it. Well, I think they maybe did just enough. They, you know, they were just good enough. And, and, and at the end of the day, th- this is where the gospel sh- completely just blows everything out of the water because, you know, I've even as a pastor, even in, in working in marketplace ministry, when I had friends um, who had lost loved ones, they didn't come talking to me about, like, you know, taxes as the ultimate concern. They were kind of like, where is my loved one? What does this mean? What is the purpose of life? What, <laughs> what happens after death? And, uh, you know, the beauty and the hope and the, the truth and the gospel, um, it's, it's irreplaceable. It's a, it's a piece unlike any other. I agree. Pastor David Miles is my guest. We're listening. You're listening to the Monday Afternoon Mix, and we're in it right now. We're taking a little break. When we come back, lots more. Be right back.
into the Monday, the Monday afternoon mix. Pastor David Miles is here. During the break, David, you were starting to tell me this powerful story, and I'm reminded that nothing is inconsequential in God's economy, ever. There's no word that is spoken that doesn't have some purpose. Yeah, Bill. Um, tell me the story in full, It's, it's without an, the restraint of our break. It's... <laughs> You know, um, it, it's really incredible. We we often like talk about Psalm 24. The earth is the Lord, the fullness thereof, and the world and all who live in it. He established upon the waters. He founded upon the sea. That our God is purposeful. And, um, you know, uh, Acts 17, 26, that he ordered the times and places and boundaries where people should live and move and have their being. Um, I had a gentleman call one day, and, uh, you know, he, he actually shot me a text and said, hey, you know, can we get together and, and have lunch. And he was new in the area. And so was like, okay, well, let's do this. And, he's, and I'm like, well, I'd love to take you. And he's like, no, I, I want to take you. And I'm, he goes, well, where do you want to go? Pick a place. And so I thought about, you know, going to, you know, a place that I like. I like clam chowder, so like Granite City. So I thought about that. But his family had happened to move north of the cities. So I'm like, let's pick a halfway spot. And so there's a restaurant I never saw, and I'm like, why don't we try this? So we did, and we, we met, and we sat down, and we're having a conversation. And while we're sitting there, we're kind of talking. Um, love to ask my server what their name is, you know. So I'll say, like, you know, what's your name? They'll be a Kathy. And I'm like, is that with a C or a K? And some people say, like, no one ever asked me that. And I'm like, well, you know, God led your parents to give you the name. So anyways, the gal shares her name with us. And we're talking, going back and forth. I'm asking what she likes about food. Brian's asking the same question. So she comes at one point, and I said to her, I said, you know, Zingo. I said, that wasn't her name, but my, <laughs> my counseling prophet, Ted, used to say, no one is named Zingo. So if you say Zingo, no one gets self-conscious. And so I said, Zingo. I said, hey, you know, we're going to pray when we eat. We're, we're both um, Christians, love Christ. And just wondering, is there anything we can pray for for you, your family, friends, maybe a neighbor, a coworker, or anything like that. And the gal's like, wow, yeah, actually there is. Um, my son um, is on the autism scale and is nonverbal, and we've been working with this and not really making traction. And, and you could hear the mother's heart come out. And to, I'm, I'm looking at the gal, out of my left ear comes, so how's he doing with his one device and box? And the gal's like, oh, you know, yeah, we're working, but not getting any traction. And, and, and the gentleman says, yeah, our son went through that. And the gal's like, I was kind of like, yeah, I was trying to figure out how you knew because not many people knew about this particular device. And this incredible connection happened between the two of them and just a way of just really loving and ministering and entering in with this mom. And so, and, and just really encouraged her and thanked her for, for her heart. And, and, and I, this comes to mind, um, as, uh, a bill, the, the mom said, you know, people looked at me and they said, you're so strong. And she looked and she said, but sometimes I don't want to be strong. Mm. I, I don't want to be strong. I, I want to be just a mom. With, with my child. And this gentleman who I had, we're meeting for the first time in person, and just his ministry to her, and what a divine appointment, how God used great, you know, even just pain and trial 
in their lives to later minister to someone. And and when you hear their story about how God relocated them from another part of the country to even bring them up here and all the various steps, what's really important, Bill, this gentleman, this this guy, Brian, he wasn't being anyone else. He was being himself. And God used his life, his and his family's story to minister to someone simply from us asking, hey, hey, can we, we're going to pray anyways. What can we pray for you about? And it was really sweet. And like both of us, we sat there, you know, and we're just like, God is so good. God is so good. And, And people around us are really, you know, they're really going through a number of things. And, and, and you, listener, you can be just being you with God working through such a cup of cold water and refreshment. And to people that you're looking at like this mom and you're thinking they're so strong and they're saying, no, I'm not. So, so Bill, it was really sweet to see God's, God's mercy and grace in that moment. So the story has this as a point. Are you willing to take a risk? even if it's a small risk, because you never know what comes out of a step forward. Yeah. Your risk, your small risk was, can we pray for you? And yes. Then... And it's that part of, of, of being like, okay, you know, um, you know, the person can look at you weird. I've had people say, um, no, I've had people share, um, about a friend of theirs, you know, um, I've had people, you know, just a number of different things. And and sometimes I say, you know, feel free to tell me to fly a kite, you know. But most of the times people are really, uh, especially today with all the stuff that's going on, they're, they're quite touched that someone actually stopped to ask them who's serving you. And you turn around and you're serving the server. That That's a, that's a powerful thing. That That's kind of like you know, Jesus washing his disciples' feet. He's the creator. He's the savior. He's the master. They should be serving him. And he turns around and serves them. And And Peter's like, no, dude, seriously, uh-uh, we, we're not doing this. And um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it's really, it's a real powerful thing. Oh, yeah, please, when you do that, do leave a nice tip. Be generous. <laughs> please be generous. <laughs> But it does make a big difference. You're stopping and saying to this person that we care for you. Yeah. And how often are people doing that? People go to work and have customers say, I care about you. Yeah. They, um, you know, it means a lot when people do that uh, with us and us reciprocating. You know, freely we receive God's grace, freely let us give it, you know, let's, let's give that out. There, there's a lot of opportunities around us to, to love on people. Mm-hmm. I love those stories. And I, I love, again, like I said, there's nothing inconsequential in God's economy. A little momentary gesture, a little tiny risk that you might take might bring about something profound in a person's heart. It might be the door that helps open up them to a life in Christ. Yeah, because it can be sometimes just the smallest things. Um, you know, uh, another 
fun, but well, not fun for, for the person. Um, but, you know, God can bring these sudden things that just happen very quickly. Um, our son has a, has a dear friend that he loves and uh, had got hit in the face with a, with a fast pitch um, and broke his orbital socket and uh, had to have surgery for it. Um, you know, and the moment afforded itself an opportunity to be able to go to the hospital uh, the day of surgery, and just want to just drop in and just just pray for him. And I tend to I'll call ahead to hospitals to make sure I want to honor their protocol and their process, especially with COVID, because they have you know a job to do. And I actually ended up getting connected with the surgical uh, care manager, and the person's like, you know, I want to check and call back. And the person called back and they said, we really feel that this is important. Because the spiritual care is as important as the actual surgery. And and this person really had a heart of faith and really wanted to, to minister. And so, you know, showed up that day and had an opportunity and never thought about this. Because the young man had actually turned 18, he was an adult. So both parents couldn't be in the room, only one. And uh, my son had later texted me and just said, you know what? He was a little anxious, but it was a real blessing for him, and he was very glad that you came. And when I saw him at the next uh, open house, he just walked up and just gave me a hug, and he just said, thank you. Mm, wow. Thank you so much. And so, guys, you know, love your neighbors, love your friends, love your coworkers. I mean, and, and there's there's a lot of rich rich opportunities for you. You know, bring them a meal. Write a, a handwritten note today. I mean, like, there's a lot of different ways in this very kind of techie, not um, tactical, connected community for you just being you to really blaze the beauty and love of Christ. Mm-hmm. How is his vision today? His vision is is wonderful. Oh, good. Um, he, he had some double vision, and then that went away. Um, it really amazingly, he's like, I didn't feel pain. Um, but it was it was a fairly, you know, serious. Like, you said orbital socket. I thought, hmm, got him right in the eye. It got him right. In, it actually crushed his. Oh, boy. It crushed his. So they had to do plastic surgery, yeah. broke his nose um, and and everything. And, and what's incredible about even in the midst of this, he showed up for his girlfriend's open house and his mom was like, you know, you can stay home. And he's like, no, I want to be there to support her. And so even in the midst of his suffering and hurt, he wanted to support, you know, her. And it's really sweet because our, our sons are going to be rooming together in college. And, and I laughed to the parents and him and I said, you know what, you're part of our family. So you're kind of <laughs> stuck with us. Yeah. So. So, David, I appreciate um, some of the reminders today. Rem- you reminded us that we should take chances when we can, do it regularly, ask for uh, God's leading when you're prompted to say to a waitress or to somebody that you want to make a connection to, just to ask them about their life. Is there anything we can pray? How are you today? I mean, simple little gestures that might open up a door of conversation. It's a good reminder that a lot of people are, are missing connection and they're anxious to get have real conversations with people again after having conversations with masks on forever. Mm-hmm. 
And what's neat about that bill, too, is that sometimes you can say, like I've said to people to say, you know what, look, um, I'm going to be leaving, but as I'm leaving, I'm going to be praying for you. So I'm going to pray for you anyway. Is there anything specific you want me to pray for about? And, uh, you know, it's really neat and touching it. And what you just said, Bill, taking a, taking uh, advantage of those moments, I'm only here talking to your listening audience because my locker mate, Lance Porter, my sophomore year of high school, said, hey, Dave, what are you doing this night? Do you want to come to this thing called Student Venture? Boom. That was it. Yeah. Otherwise, you were going to go home and take your life. Well, I had already failed one. Oh, that's true. And he didn't know that. Yeah. But I probably would eventually have found some way uh, to jack up my life mm-hmm. or eventually, you know, end it. And, and God changed my life because someone said they stepped out from a moment and yeah. just said a phrase. Dave, thank you so much for being here for the Monday afternoon mix. That wraps up our time. Always great to be with you. Great to be with you. Great yeah. to be with you, Ryan. And uh, don't, I, I, don't talk, Ryan. Then I've got to pay him again. Yeah. Does that include laughing? Well, if he laughs, it's only half the cost. So, <laughs> All right, we're going to take a little break. When we come back, our two is just ahead. Scott Hubbard's in our green room. He's going to come in. He's from DesiringGod.org. And then Pastor Brent Kuhlman from the town of Murdoch, Nebraska, is going to be my guest talk about Mark. Thanks for listening. Programming like this is made available through your support. Information available at myfaithradio.com.